welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I have a special guest with me today, Moss, the developer of Trastronomica? Trastronautica? I'm sorry, did I say it wrong? You got it on the second one. You're good. It was a Trastronautica. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tell us about Trastronautica a little bit. So Trastronautica is a tabletop game. Uh, it's got its own independent rule system, so it's it's its own system, but it's it's about urban animals taking to space uh, and salvaging junk when they find it there. I love that. <laughs> we played a lot of uh, TMNT and stuff like that, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the day. So anything that has to do with like animals and role playing, like bunnies and burrows and things like that, I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Trashronautica was kind of born out of a, a weird uh, idea that I kind of had and uh, it kind of took off, but I was, I was happy with it. That's good. That's good. So what is the system like that you're using for this? Uh, so I use kind of a weird system. It's It uses playing card resolution and 2D6. Uh, so you actually make poker hands with a deck of cards. You kind of do it Texas Hold'em style. So you put three cards on the table when you're resolving a skill, and you choose from a hand of five cards that are in your hand. Uh, you get to make a poker hand, like pairs or flushes or straights or whatever it may be. Uh, and you add 2D6 to it, and you compare it to a resolution chart. And that determines how well you do uh, for your skill check. So it's like a D20 check for D&D or whatever. Okay. You just roll a D20 and check against a difficulty check. You do the same thing for uh, Trashernautica, but uh, with cards. Well, where does the 2D6 come into play? They just add to the number that you get. So the okay. all the uh, different hands for poker have different uh, score values that you add. And then you add 2D6 to the final result once you have your hand. Uh, and we also play with wild cards. So you have jokers that are wild, and occasionally you'll get certain effects that can give you wild cards as well. But it's a fun little game. I've seen cards used in a few other games before in the past. I've not done it too many times in game. So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a totally new thing to me. How does that play out with, with when you're sitting down at the table to actually play? Can you give us a little... Perhaps because I know how it plays out if we're doing something, I'm just rolling a 20 and someone else is rolling a 20. Yeah. So with cards, it's a little interesting because you can kind of see what you're doing beforehand. Like you can see if you have a good hand and that can kind of like make you a little more confident if you're going to do something risky or you can see you've got a bad hand and maybe you'll play it safe a little bit. But uh, typically when you're playing it out, it goes pretty smooth. Like uh, I run it at conventions. I ran it at PAX West. Uh, I plan to run it at... Uh, hopefully packs you um, and I've uh, I've run it for some friends and things like that. And it usually works out pretty well. And in play testing, it seemed pretty smooth. Now this can be, you can get this on itch.io, correct? Yes. It's uh, on our itch page. The entity that I produce games under is called Bruce tabletop games. And we have an itch page that has a couple little games on it. Uh, Trashronica is one of them and it is, free it was actually a a nonprofit endeavor to raise money for urban wildlife oh really we were raising money for uh, a few organizations that do grassroots movements that help raise money for wildlife and take care of them and things like that so we have like a pigeon rescue and like a, a couple other things on there now you have another game coming up that i thought was interesting i was reading about it, the infinite reverie yeah infinite reverie um that's the game i'm kind of working on right now uh, I'm hoping to get it done sometime in early next year. 
uh, but it is kind of JRPG inspired. Like that's one of the heavily, heavily done themes of the game. When you say JRPG, what does that mean? JRPG, so, the J. So it's in the style of Japanese RPGs like Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger or uh, there's a whole bunch of them, Dragon Quest, those kind of things. Uh, but th those are games that I grew up on a lot of the time and uh, they are very dear to my heart. So I wanted to pay homage to them and kind of build a very similar world and setting to them and kind of play with rules that kind of evoke the same feelings as those games. And what's the overall idea of Infinite Reverie? Because I was, I as I'm looking at this, as I was reading through this, it seemed like there was some sort of like revolutionary element fighting mega corporations and stuff like that. And I kind of like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, me about that some. That's cool. So there's some anti-corporate themes in it, but That's it good. draws a lot from <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII, which had some similar vibes. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, you deal with... Uh, I think it's Avalanche is the big corporation that you're fighting against, but uh, I kind of wanted to pay tribute to that game because it's so iconic as far as the JRPG movement went. You're playing basically as revolutionaries because a lot of stories in JRPGs deal with like underdogs and justice and things like that. So I, I felt it was a fitting story to have uh, this corporation that you're fighting against uh, in Infinite Reverie. They're called Sunflower and they're a farming mega conglomerate that bought out the debt of the nation. So Sunflower is the massive corporation that is the, the tyrannical ruler, essentially? Is yeah, that... they control the government and the military and all that. They pay for the government. <laughs> yeah. Out of their pocket. I like that idea. That's a pretty, that's a neat sounding game. Well, what is the system like that you're working on with this one? I'm curious. Uh, so this one's a little strange. I actually use something called Factor Dice. Factor Dice? Familiar... Yeah. So if you're familiar with like exploding dice as a concept, yes. it's a little similar. Uh, but instead of exploding on the highest value, you explode on uh, factorable numbers. So for those that aren't familiar with factorable numbers, that's any number that you can divide by a number greater than two. So if you have, say, a, a 12, you can divide it by three and four. Mm -hmm. So you would, if you roll a 12, you would get 12, you would add it. And then you would roll 3d4 uh, and add that to it, or 4d3, because we use non-traditional dice bases. So it's a, it's designed to be played with digital dice as well. So it um so at, let me let me just recite what I so if I roll a a uh, let's say a 14, that's divisible by two and seven. Yep. I would roll like a 2d7 or something like that to add to it. Is that correct? That's correct. And then if you get further, if you get a four on one of those sevens, you can add two D two on top of it. Now I have I have those dungeon crawl classics dice, so I'm ready for it. I got all oh, kinds. Nice. <laughs> I got all kinds of weird dice in my collections. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that works out well. What is what was the you said that was the was the JRPGs that kind of inspired this game? Mm -hmm. What was the idea behind, like, why why did you decide to use what you use system-wise with this game? Why was it the, the choice that you made? Um, so it kind of came out of the idea of, like, combos with swords. I drew a lot from the game uh, Legend of Dragoon, which is one of my favorite JRPGs. Uh, they have a combo system that you, like, you hit in time with uh, boxes to generate combos. Uh, but when you, I wanted when you say something... combos, could you could you explain that to me a little bit? Like I don't Yeah. Know. So if you land a hit 
with the right timing in the game, you can uh, land another hit, basically. So I wanted to, to get that with dice, kind of capture that feeling. And if you roll the right dice number, you get to roll again, basically. Okay. Uh, but I wanted it different from exploding dice. I wanted something that kind of led to a lot of interesting scaling down. So it didn't explode forever for combos. It just kind of scales down since you always divide down. And you also have another one that's like a one-page game as well, correct? Yeah, I've got a little one-pager. It was inspired by the games of uh, Grant Howitt, if you know him. I who did. Trying to think, not off the top of my head. Uh, he's the creator of Honey Heist and a whole lot of other I, games. I have heard of Honey Heist. I am familiar with that one. Okay. Uh, he makes a lot of one-page games, but he inspired me to make a one-page game of my own. This is, uh, it's kind of still in line with the video game themes, but it's it's based around like Street Fighter or Tekken or Killer Instinct and all those arcade fighting games. Okay. I am uh, like like Mortal Kombat and yes, yes. things of that sort. Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's designed around those. It kind of plays just a little like a dice game, but uh, you play as warriors in like a tournament for the world, basically. Uh, and you could role play as much or as little as you want, but the system is designed for like either PvP or like PVE with a GM. And you just roll dice against each other, and there's a blocking mechanic, and uh, it's got a combo thing. I kind of developed it in tandem with Infinite Reverie's system, because I was working on that game, and I had a separate idea while I was refining the dice system from Infinite Reverie. That's that's pretty cool sounding. Yeah, um, it was the we were just talking about it here um, in a recent episode. I don't know if the episode has been posted yet, but uh, a role playing game, kind of along the lines of. What he had said was uh, it was enter the dragon type thing where you're going up oh, against yeah. each other. And that's kind of what that puts me in the mind of. And that's also available at it's it's Brewist Tabletop Games, B R E W I S T Tabletop Games dot itch dot io. And the name yep. of it is Combo Breaker, correct? Yep. That's uh, that's the itch page where you'll find all our games, but Combo Breaker is definitely available there and is also free. Or pay what you want, I believe, but you can get it for free. So that's a model I've been using for a lot of my games. It's like just release them and worry about payment if it comes to it. But just uh, just to, to wrap things up today, is there could you give our listeners uh, information on where to reach you, where to find you online, and all that? Like we talked about the HIO, but go ahead and cover that again so they make sure they know where to go. <laughs> yeah, so all our games are available at Brewist Tabletop Games at itch or itch dot Sorry, uh, and uh, my Twitter is at Moss Dagger. You can find me there. I usually post about TTRPG stuff. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's Brewist Tabletop Games. Um, I think those are the only locations you can really find us. We're working on a Discord right now, but it's not released yet or not public yet. And as always, you can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com. That's our blog. And keep those dice rolling. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on.